Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. We are so excited for today. We have never done this before, and I'm excited to talk to talk about it because the hard part is over. <laughs> I will explain that in a second, but what we're going to be doing is reacting to an old episode of ours. We're actually going to react to episode two of our podcast, which came out over two years ago, which is crazy. And it is to this day, one of our most popular episodes. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. we were such novices, but we wanted to react to it. Hannah and I went through and listened to it at a time. So we're going to, but we have some timestamps marked down that we want to react, react to together. So yeah. that's what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> and we're going to like put the, the timestamps on the screen for you guys to watch with us. We're not exactly sure editing wise how this will look, but I'm hoping we can get like our reactions as we're watching it all together. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll try to make that work for you guys, but we're all going to be cringing together. And that's what I want to start with, Emily. What were your like initial like thoughts and feelings? So my first thoughts and feelings were how both of our backgrounds have changed yes. and how we're in different places. You're in a home and I am no longer at my parents. So big upgrades for us right away. Making moves. The video quality obviously was also a bit different. We had- And audio. And audio was different as well. It was very interesting to see us. I honestly- I, it was not as bad. I think it was because I played it fast. <laughs> so that helped. It was like one and a half speed. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like we still had some good points. Yeah. I was like, snaps, snaps for that. I was like, we're not completely off. <laughs> I agree. I, I texted Emily earlier before we both watched it. I was like, watch it in 1.5 speed. Pro tip, do not watch us at normal speed for this episode, at least because- y'all want to jump off your roof. <laughs> yeah. It's a long one. And we hadn't quite figured out the like pauses and the cadence yeah. of, it was like our first official podcast episode, even though we Literally. had our intro one, but that was, we nixed that from the internet. <laughs> Do not watch that. I'm begging you to not watch episode one of this podcast. Yeah. We've removed that. So <laughs> yeah. Um, we were getting we we're little baby podcasters why do we look so different like that was two years ago I'm like nervous we're aging poorly but then I look at pictures of us and I'm like I don't think we look like we're aging poorly I think yeah we just looked like we were 12 years old until through college and now maybe we're hitting puberty now I think that's what it is like I think we've had baby faces for our whole life and I feel like once we hit 30 we're gonna actually look mature for once so we're getting close that's gonna be crazy imagine looking <laughs> back at our like reaction videos then uh, that, that will be in a couple years though so you guys will have to wait yeah we'll have to do something big but, for our for our 30s when we when we reach that yes but what were your first initial thoughts um i i've gotten really used to hearing myself talk obviously like being a content creator for the last few years like that doesn't bother me at all yeah. Uh, except for like the things that I say and like how I say them, I want to mm -hmm. say this for later, but just like my approach to nutrition and like how I was like, obviously thinking about things. I was like, Oh, 
really changed a lot in the last few years. But in terms of like, just like initial, like visual thoughts, definitely agree that the video has improved. Audio has improved. Editing has improved. Yes. And like, uh, I don't want, I don't know that we look more, more or less put together. <laughs> I feel like we still dress the same and everything. I, say, I don't, I honestly feel like, I don't know about you, but I like intentionally dress nicer at the start. And I know that has declined for me. For sure. Yeah. Today is a bit of an off situation because I was doing YouTube videos today. And I, yeah, I usually get a little bit dressier up for those, but normally, as you guys know, if you watch us on YouTube, I'm not doing much, much special to get ready for the podcast. No. If we did audio only, I would, I would not care at all. I, me neither. No, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> one other thing I noticed from the very beginning, Emily, you weren't a dietitian yet when we recorded this episode. I forgot, I forgot about, about that. that. Yeah. I hadn't gone through the terrible time of the exam yet. That's I was crazy. just studying for it, which which equally is bad. And you were probably like interviewing and stuff too, right? For jobs. Yeah. I think we started it. I w- I had graduated after we started or before yeah. we started it. So I wasn't in school luckily, but it was like the annoying, like studying for the exam, applying for jobs. Yeah. And I was in my 40 hour a week, brand new job. Uh, Is that your first adjusting. year? Were you in your first year of it? yes 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 because this came out april 2021 oh then no i was i was in i was a whole year in just about because i started in may okay yeah oh dang okay oh wow yeah i I, I always forget that i graduated so much sooner than you because you did the master's yeah i really got a tease at how long it's been when i mentioned at some point how i was 23 and i was like oh god I still feel like I'm, I think I'm going to be 23 for a while in my head. I think I've been 22. That's where I've kind of mm. settled in. And I've yeah. just decided that is my permanent age. I could see that. And that makes sense. Cause you're almost a year younger than me, like yeah. nine-ish months. And then like the pandemic time doesn't count. We just stay the same age because right. we didn't have anything to interact with and mature from. Oh, we matured. Besides- we aged. <laughs> that's for sure. But in a negative way. <laughs> besides the uh the stress of the world yeah for us to reflect on (laughs) I think that's a big part of what shapes our professional thoughts and everything too which I think is a great segue yeah we get into it let's let's do it (laughs) I play the first clip yes yes Okay. okay and actually going off of that one of the biggest pet piece with dietitians is how you spell it so to put it on record this how you spell dietitian is diet d-i-e-t-i-t-i-a-n and going into college I had no idea that was actually how you spell it I realized that a lot of my college application really have to like spell it out for the d-i-e-t-i-c-i-a-n which is a big no-no you do not do that in the dietetics community and also just in general because that wasn't really the spelling <laughs> really wasn't very well regulated it, like, i know microsoft word have to I think call out microsoft it. word and so i had no idea up. in one of our tas in our first classes really 
let us all have it because a lot of us spelled it the incorrect way in some of our assignments, which was pretty funny to look back on. But we look have at me like cheering you on. Our like, lessons yeah. since then it have not spelled incorrect. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Like I know the whole point of episode two was to like talk about what is a dietitian, what scope of practice. But I just yes. thought it was so funny how at this, this time in our profession, like. <laughs> That was a huge concern for us when we were little baby dietitians. Like, how do we spell it? Like, that has to be correct. <laughs> and like, it's not like it was like a quick thing. It was like we spent like that. at least four minutes talking about how to spell dietitian. And that's what we started off with. It wasn't like we were like, oh, even our education. We didn't talk. <laughs> we just are like, this is how you spell it. I will note, I still get a little bit of a happy like spark when like like my work my office spells it correctly but and some hospitals they do not spell it correctly so that does make me happy it it helps for sure but I feel like at this point we have so much else to be worried about and stressing about I'm like I don't know if that's the first thing I'd bring (laughs) but see each their own I think it's more about like advocacy and getting diversity in our field. I think, I think we're at that point now where those things matter a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. At least we can look back. We're like, Hey, we weren't wrong. Right. And I I still agree with them. I agree with old Hannah and Emily in that way. I just think it's so cute how that was, that needed to be pointed out. (laughs) The first thing. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Yeah. Should we go on to the next one? Let's talk about the next one because I, yeah, I. Um, and also with the new 2024 requirement where in order to sit with for the RD exam, people will have to have at least a master's, which is really interesting. So I'll be interested to see how these guidelines actually change over the next three years because a bachelor's degree will not be enough to sit for the exam. But we can go over what the requirements are now <laughs> as they are. We can do a refresher maybe in three years. Oh, there we go. To see about what we think of the changes. See how like programs will change and such. <laughs> so option one is it's like basically I knew we were the most have simple, a... straightforward route. Uh, crazy that we're about there. Mine. The main thing was our thoughts on the master's requirement because I feel like our opinions have changed not maybe not dramatically but like it's more cemented yeah I feel like we're more open to it then it's like okay like it is what it is we're gonna be dietitians finally and it's gonna be it's definitely well worth it to get a master's because we're the professionals but now that we're in it, it's like, no, like there's, we have no, there's no business for the Academy to be requiring this master's degree when that we get nothing extra out of it. And like, maybe we would have felt more strongly if it affected us. Cause we were getting grandfathered in, but like looking at it now, it's just another barrier to the field like there's already enough barriers as is and this is just adding an additional one where like now there's more money you have to spend on education and more time you have to go without getting paid full-time and not even like a competitive salary in this day and age 
and having a master's doesn't even like right now it doesn't even give you an like enough of an argument the statistics have shown that dietitians with a master's make more without who don't have a master's it's like maybe I think one or two dollars more I've seen on an hourly salary which is like nothing and that depends on to the amount of like time and money yeah. yeah like some workplaces that I'm familiar with um there is no difference in pay like people yeah. can have a master's degree and their peer will make the same as them who doesn't have one yeah so frustrating I, yeah I'm not a fan of the master's say I'm cl- more close-minded to it than I was <laughs> two plus years ago even though I have a master's and like literally I could do the same exact quality of a job with well you can get your master's in literally anything you can get it in like animal science if you wanted to and like that would qualify you to sit for the RD exam yeah so it's, it's just like an additional like education you're tacking on when a lot of I know like a lot of other healthcare professionals have leaning been leaning towards that but like it doesn't like, like Hannah said, you don't have, it doesn't even have to be in nutrition or anything nutrition related or even healthcare. It could be whatever you wanted and, but it would count because you have some type of master's. Right. So it's, if it was like part of a program, like yours was like, I know you don't always love having yours, like, cause it doesn't ever pay off as frequently as we thought it would. But if it was like that, where it's like part of your internship and clinicals and all of that. And like, while you're doing that, you get your master's and that was the standard where you actually are learning more nutrition and with a pay increase, I could see it being worth it. Like they do in like other healthcare professions that require a master or higher education. But the fact that it can be anything, they just want you have a master's is like such a joke. Yeah. So silly. So silly. Okay. Um, the next one has to do with weight loss, which I'm excited guys for this. No, you guys know we've changed our <laughs> thoughts on this. If you've been here since day one, first of all, we love you. And <laughs> thanks for sticking around. You <laughs> are a good person. <laughs> you've been through it. <laughs> we've thrown some wild things at you. <laughs> <laughs> If you've listened to this episode, as well as the episode on blogging for dietitians or how to start a podcast and store, you deserve compensation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's go to the next one and get into the, the juicy weight loss stuff. Yeah. So it's not to say that like wanting to lose weight is even a bad thing. You can want to lose weight in a healthy way, but that's just it. You need to do it in a healthy way. And that shouldn't be your main goal. I always say, put it on the back burner, like focus on other things before that's kind of your main goal, because it's so hard to even like keep your weight loss on a steady track. Cause so many things influence it. I mean, you eat a high carb or high salt meal and your weight's going to go up like five pounds just because of the water retention. So focusing only on that one factor makes it really hard to assess how well you're actually doing. <sighs> I. Okay. I think I have a similar thing I'm thinking, but I would say it much differently now. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, the way I was wording, it was just not quite right. And even still, I fumble over my words all the time, but I feel like I've gotten better at 
being able to say what I actually want to be saying, but I was still like in that little weight loss mindset in my brain. I was fresh out of my weight centric education. So that was still like what I was pursuing and educating on and everything. And I think now what I would say that's different is it is very understandable to have that desire for weight loss because our society puts thinness on a pedestal. And it's true that in many ways, having a smaller body comes with lots of privileges. It makes your life so much easier. And so it makes total sense that people would want to lose weight in an unhealthy, restrictive way where it's cutting things out and increasing your risk of disordered eating and all of that. But Hey, as long as we're thin, the process to get there would suck, but because you're thin, your life actually could improve because of how society will treat you, which sucks. And so that is what I talk about now, rather than the act of weight loss, it's like, why do we, why do we have that desire to lose weight? Like, where do those beliefs come from? Why do we want to do this? How would life be different if we did lose weight? What are we going to gain or lose by dieting? It's, it's much more about, again, like getting to the root with people that I work with about like where those thoughts and desires come from and helping them dig a little bit deeper about what that would entail and also the possible outcomes of it too. Because I know I said in the video, like you should want to lose weight in a healthy way, but like, is there really a healthy way to pursue intentional weight loss with all that we know about the potential outcomes of dieting and how it's the biggest indicator of disordered eating and eating disorders. Again, I think where I was going is similar to what my thoughts are now, but I was still much more open to the idea of calorie counting and dieting, like pursuing intentional weight loss, which I'm not so much on that page anymore. Yeah. I think this was a really interesting time for us because we were like unlearning a lot of the weight centric education, but also like what we're seeing diet diet culture. We were just unlearning that as well as like you were in your dietitian dietitian like profession like in a year, and then I was like preparing to get into it, so not even experiencing it really firsthand, but we're going to talk about this later. So I don't want to talk too much about it, but I feel like it was more so like we were unlearning, like who we were putting our energy into, like the people versus the system. And it was like, very much, we were talking more toward the people, which we still do for the most part in the podcast, but like, I don't want to say the blame or like the taking responsibility. It was very much, we were like placing it on the people when now we've like done a much better job of addressing, like, like you said, where's this coming from? Diet culture is is the problem. Yeah. Not your decisions. Your as in you, the listener. Exactly. Your decisions, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) What you do affects all of us. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is reaching millions and it could be detrimental if they listen yeah, to episode So you need two. to watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it was, it was an interesting time of growth and where this episode was capturing us, we were like kind of like in between the two, like trying to appease everyone, but still like potentially maybe causing a little bit of harm. Yeah. 
So and that honestly happened, <laughs> right. I'm sure we'll look back on this one in two years and be like, oh, wow. But I, I feel like this weird middle ground we were in does sort of progress for probably at least like 20 or 30 episodes before we finally, like, we're always, like of course, there. still learning every day, but I feel like it took us a while to get to the place where we are now, where it's like, we feel pretty confirmed on our beliefs on all this yeah. stuff. And I feel like honestly, the biggest change in that was like experience in the profession and like exposure yes. to the disordered eating and eating disorders and the toxic wellness culture and all those fun things, which I just know like right now past me is hating hearing because all I was hearing from like job recruiters was like, oh, not enough experience. Not. And right now I'm like, oh yeah, we had more experience. So we need more. <laughs> I know it's very valuable, but to go yes. back to the episode you're talking about where we talked about experience, it definitely can be overemphasized for sure too. Yes. Yeah. That need for it. Yeah. Let's talk about the next one. I this one's more don't know what to expect. <laughs> this one's more I lighthearted. Saw, I saw your comments and I was like, what, what does this mean? <laughs> okay. 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 Let me get there. Also, can I still say I love our little beat? That has been there since day one. I love that for us. That's so cute. And I don't think celery juice really harms your body in any way. So at least that's good. You're a new fun way to hydrate. Like that's... (laughs) I don't know. It even tastes good though. I feel like it probably wouldn't taste the greatest. I controversial opinion but i believe celery oh, yes. is the worst this. vegetable to make oh this. i agree it's it's stuck in your teeth it We've tastes been like this bitter it's not good. we have it's only strong. good if you put peanut butter on <laughs> it and then you put right. raisins and you have ants on a log that's that's the best way to eat it it's <laughs> the only way celery is yeah celery is not good <laughs> like, okay well, at least we can agree, agree with them on that one yeah they knew what was going on when it comes to celery yeah well that's because I got into a whole thing about like medical medium I forgot how fixated you I have this in my notes for later too but I'll talk about it now like why did I spend so much time this episode talking about like Pinterest models (laughs) and medical medium and Dr. Phil that wasn't even the point of the episode I forgot about the Pinterest models conversation until I was watching. And I'm like, wait, what? That was like in the I, outline. It wasn't like a tangent. Like that was what no. I planned to talk about that episode. <laughs> like we need to address the Pinterest models. <laughs> Which First is fine. <laughs> like I would still talk about that in an episode, but like not in that episode where it's about what's a dietitian. <laughs> We're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And we still, of course, as you guys know, go on our tangents. Yes. But that was just normally they're unplanned though. That was a plan. That was a planned tangent. (laughs) A plangent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think we just have one more, right? Yes. The cringe factor hasn't been too extreme. It's just I think we've been exposed to it now twice, so we're doing okay. No. And honestly, most of the timestamps have been like things I want to like negate. So I'm not, I didn't really bring any to like that I agree with. So like, there was a lot of good things we were saying. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. like how we were maybe saying them and like how 
long we were saying them for could have definitely been condensed <laughs> a little bit. Um, this last one, I want to say sorry to past Emily, because we've talked about being kinder to our younger selves. Yes. This was me two years ago, and I was not being nice to her in the outline. Um, but we're going to, that was, that was because she was ignorant and we're going to, we're going to talk I mean, uh, up until about a year ago, I would have thought the same. So, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll let you guys know what we're talking about. With the dietitian profession is licensure. So licensure, also that's a weird word. I do not want to be saying that a lot, but I'm going to have to. Um, <laughs> licensure is basically when, it, and it varies from state to state. It's not regulated on a federal level, but basically with licensure, it's keeping people safe and focusing more on the safety and I guess appropriateness of care from different individuals. I think that's all we needed. Yeah. I feel like you just go on to talk about like what licensure is and stuff. Yeah. So, well, tell the people why this, why this really upsets me and it would probably disappoint past us. So if you haven't watched the episode, watch the episode because we're mostly right about the licensure, just this one part. And like, it's this LD or the LDN or LD that you see behind names. I've seen more LDN, I think is more regulated, is supposed to be like within that state, it protects the profession from practicing like medical nutrition therapy and more like intensive nutrition that you need like professional qualifications for so not everyone just can go willy-nilly giving out nutrition advice but i have recently found out in the past year year past probably year and a half i have discovered that having ldn which stands for licensed dietitian nutritionist different than rd or rdn which is registered dietitian or registered dietitian nutritionist Having this LDN does not mean you are a dietitian, which is interesting because it is regulated on a state level. It has the word dietitian in it. So you would think, and that's like a protected, like uh, protective, uh, I don't want to say license, but it's like, yeah, it's a protected title. Like no one can call them a, a dietitian unless you're a dietitian. Right. You can call yourself a nutritionist all you want, but it says LDN, licensed dietitian nutritionist. And I have come to found that found, I've come to found out, come to find, find out, come to find out <laughs> that there are other certifications you can receive that do not have comparable education to dietitians that can put LDN behind their name. And Illinois has the strictest licensure regulation. And I've deep dived into our licensure qualifications through like the government sites and all those things like Illinois Department of Federal Regulation and Professional or Federal and Pro Professional Regulation, 
the, the main website and whatnot. And in one of the strictest straight states with licensure, non-dietitians can put LDM behind their name. It's, it's insane. I've literally like filed complaints to the state about this. And there's just like, no, no one can say why. They're like, oh, we're protecting the dietitians, but these people have certifications. So like, if you see LDN, this is just a heads up. It does not mean they're a dietitian. It does not guarantee they're a dietitian. I would just look for RD or RDN. That's all I would look for. Cause that is a hundred percent protected. You know, what's making me laugh right now, as maddening as this is, this is the exact same energy we're bringing as we did with the C and the dietitian. <laughs> We've just changed. We've changed, just changed focuses. What we're upset about. <laughs> yes. The thing is like, if this wasn't so fresh in my life, I probably wouldn't care as much, but this has affected me over the past year. It really and is. I, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Like when like the name dietitian and we don't even get to have that to ourselves. And like, literally it was preached to us how much you should advocate with your local government uh, figures and, or your local government, like politicians and like go lobby and like, make sure your licensure is protected when it's not even protecting dietitians like uh, no, people who aren't dietitians can put this around like there is some qualification to it but like it's not just dietitians i think just it have a different name like just yeah. be a nutritionist put and have L- your own thing put ln yeah and let us have ld just this one thing is all we're asking for we just <laughs> want to have mnt and ldn can we please just have those two things yeah it's the principle of the man at this point, at this point, I have I've accepted that everyone is going to be nutrition experts and everyone's going to do my job. So now it's like, can the academy just like step up and like help us out a little bit? And can they like do something? At least give us what we actually are the only person that's allowed to do. And that is like MNT. And apparently have the credentials LDN. Apparently that is a shared credential. And I will bring up, because we always, we don't always have to, I actually rarely do play devil's advocate because <laughs> I just sometimes don't care to hear it when I'm like, no, that's dumb. So you might be asking, what if these other people who have other certifications can, are qualified to do MNT, like medical nutrition or practice medical nutrition therapy? I have worked directly with many people with these other credentials and a wide array of types of like nutrition intensity that they needed, like with what the person had going on and their education is different. It's, I know this is something I brought up later where I was like, we're a little bit snooty and I'm being a little bit snooty right now, (laughs) but, and I will admit that I am but when it came up to it, where like the cases I was seeing, it was like dangerous. They should right. not have been seeing patients. I was literally like alarmed and shocked and thinking about bringing it up to like my supervisor. I'm like, oh, what are they doing? Like, you should not be doing this. This is like 
you should not be treating this chronic condition this way or recommending these things. Like that can be very harmful to them. And I would talk to them like, no, that's not what I learned. Or like, I never, it wasn't that they said that's not what they learned. They told me they did not learn that. Mm. I was like, it's almost like there is one profession that goes to school just for nutrition. (laughs) And we say should be the ones to be the professionals of nutrition. <sighs> it's crazy. I guess not much has changed since <laughs> I'm still years ago. Still a little bit spiteful. Um, just about different things. <laughs> different things. Yeah. But yeah, going into our overall notes, we've really alluded to this already, but I feel like for me personally, I was very judgy in the episode, and I still am very judgy. That's just I'm always gonna be a judgy person. But like we said earlier, the judginess was like towards the dieter and not towards diet culture, which was the real problem. I feel like obviously then we knew that diet culture sucks and we were haters of it and everything, but we weren't putting like the majority of the blame there when we should have been. And we definitely do now. And it's, we're much more understanding of like why people make the choices that they do, like why they want to lose weight, why they go on these diets, why they believe everything they see from Bobby Flavicity. We, we know that those things are happening because of diet culture and wellness culture. So the judginess has shifted to that instead. Yeah. It's easier to blame a like person you can like see or like conceptualize versus like a system system yeah I think my biggest reflection was we were very confident with a lot of our statements (laughs) with like good for us (laughs) I'm glad we had that confidence that fresh um out of school but there was sometimes we just like made statements about nutrition or health and then proceeded to say nothing to like back and I was like Oh man. That's something we've gotten a little bit better at. Yes. We would just like say things and like just assume people like knew. That's true. Which if you guys were tuning in, I'm gonna assume that's you wanted to learn. You didn't just know <laughs> things we were saying. Um, so that's yeah. something we could continue to work on. And I don't think we do that as much compared to that episode. Yeah. But the other thing was, I think feel like we were a little bit snooty. I'm, st- I'm still snooty, like very snooty, but I've tried to calm it down a little bit. I try to direct my anger now at the diet industry and the academy. That's who gets all my energy and they just yes. <laughs> constantly get it. <laughs> it's a little less satisfying because they don't care. Diet that, culture yes, and the academy. That is- <laughs> That's the unfortunate part. We don't get the reaction. Yeah, but that's, it's okay. We're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. We get the satisfaction from that, knowing that we have grown and we are better professionals. Yes, that, that is important. Personal growth. <laughs> well, cool. We cringed. You guys probably cringed. Uh, if you guys like this, we have a handful of other episodes that we would we have, we have actually the need to restate some things. So if you guys like this kind of content, let us know. Yeah. We can definitely revisit some other episodes. 
Yeah. Probably for the best. For the best. And we'll revisit this one probably in two years, like I said. So we'll just keep growing together. It'll be great. It'll be great. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around if you've been here since day one. But also thanks for chiming in now because you've probably saved yourself a lot of pain and time. Um, We're just glad you're here. And we'll see you next week for more. And if you want to hear more from us today, we're going to be talking about, I don't know if it, Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels, spoiler, which one is the better option and why. So go check out our bonus question, become a part of the Beat Deeds and Tud Bud. More info on our Instagram, or if you go to Spotify, you can listen to the episode there. Yep. But we'll catch you next week otherwise. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at the Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.